right. Oh. oh. Well. That's the game. Yeah, it was worth a shot. I thought I'd be able to pull that off in the no. last turn there. but well, that's it. Head of the mace. I guess I won that one. Which one is that? A oh, hey, that's AP40. Hey, you know what? That's the last one. The last of the hedgerow set yeah. from Action Pack uh, 4. That's right. Wow. Can't believe we got through all those. That's amazing. Oh, the door. I got it. Oh, thanks, Meg. I guess wow. we should... Uh, Finished it off. Yeah, pretty good. Maybe we should start planning uh, the next group of scenarios we're going to play. A lot of good ones left. Let's hey, see. Um, yeah? Remember the guy in the black hood with the scythe? Uh, he's here again, and he's uh, asking for you. Oh. Welcome to another episode of The Two Half Squads. We are glad to be back here on the 29th of September after a little bit of a break. Yeah, it was a bit of a break. Oh. We've kind of been busy, busy through uh, August. I can't re even remember when we last recorded. was the roundtable, I do believe. Oh, that's right, yes. So, hope you enjoyed that one, everyone. I know I did. Yeah, and September's been kind of busy. I went on my annual fishing trip. Oh, Yes. And uh, have some you know exciting stuff going on with work, all kinds of stuff going on. So it's good to see you, Dave. Yep, fall is here. Back to some Bears games. I was hoping that they'd be a little better after they almost <laughs> they stayed with Green Bay at the end of the season last year pretty well, hung tight, thought they'd improve the line a little bit and uh, be looking good. And that just isn't going to be happening, I don't believe. Well, I thought you made a kind of a pledge last year that you were not going to get so... Emotional. Emotional about the games. Actually. Because you worry about the top of your head coming off. I am doing well with that this year. Oh, good. Um, the Bears did this amazing punt return where they pretended it was going to Devin Hester and all the players like looked in the air. And, and when you're running down to cover a punt, you can't see the ball behind you in the air. Mm -hmm. So they all started swarming to Devin Hester, who was acting like he was going to catch it, and then it landed right in the corner. And Johnny Knox's hands, who ran it right down the sideline for a touchdown, called back for a holding penalty, <laughs> which just kind of summarizes the buffoonery that the Bears are going through right now. But my son, it was amazing to watch him re rewind that play over and over and just laugh hysterically at really? everybody's. Yep. Yeah, it was at least good watching him enjoy that. So Yeah, that's good. Let him get involved. Uh, get get excited about it. You don't have to. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's back at school and Halloween's coming up. So Yeah, and... Kind of an unusual day today because we are not recording um, at night. No, it's 11.30. It's too early in the morning. Yeah. We actually started an hour and a half ago. God, I don't know we've what we've been doing <laughs> since then. I have no Organizing idea. Organizing files, looking up letters, yeah. getting, going to getting websites, kind of up. emailing Chaz, saying, hey, call us right now because we're recording. Of course, we know, Chaz, you're, you won't be able to do that probably today. No, I think Chaz kind of just sits and waits for us to call. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably not even Otherwise, doesn't really do much. So, well, anyway, it's good to be back. And uh, I'm looking forward to be uh, playing some squad leader this week because it's been a little while since I've played. And I did not bring any what I've been playing lately, but I have I have played with, with Dave Timonen. Oh, good. Instead of you for, uh, for a little break, mm -hmm. going back to it. And uh, I'll bring those scenarios next time. I'm jealous. 
Well, we'll we'll try next Monday. I'm seething inside. Jeff and I are still promising to do night game to get a night show done yeah. and zombie game. Yeah, and, zombie game definitely. And we haven't done. A, we need to do a blood and jungle. Yes, from our friend friend Sam. Get into that packet. Well, Mike's coming so. over next week, and I may. Uh, he's just getting into full ASL, and um, I may talk him into playing a zombie game. So we'll see. Although I'd like to do that too. Oh yeah, I could play. I would play more than one. You do more than one. Oh yeah, got to do them all. I'm going to do them all. Going to play them all. I'm going to quit my job. Hey, if anybody would like to send me a lot of money, I will quit my job and do this full time. And I will too. But yeah. Jeff gets first dibs on the money. Yeah. So. And I know there's people out there with so much money they would not even miss a couple of million dollars. And well, I'd be happy. to. Actually, there are people like that. Yeah. <laughs> They're creating the jobs in this country right yeah. now as we speak. They yeah. can create one for us. That would be nice. <laughs> well, shall we get on to letters? Yes, we shall. It's time for letters. Yes, it is. I got to get one of those typewriters. I bet they've got one. Uh, they probably have one over there at the... Um, I'll just turn my brain on later. <laughs> I have a typewriter in the classroom, and really? the children find it fascinating, let me tell you. Fascinating? Uh, fascinating. They, they find it assassinating. They, love, they want to hit you over the head with it. No, they love um, the mechanical stuff. I break out the slide projector once a year. They are utterly fascinated by wow. that. Wow. Is it 3D? You have the 3D one? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. No, real, I, but you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they're like, wow, do that again. Make the slides move, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's just amazing. I have a letter from Randolph King. A very long letter, but I'll shorten it down a little bit. I'm a long-time listener and first-time writer-inner. I've often thought of writing but never managed to make the time. Why am I writing now? I'm bored. Wait a minute. Sexy girls on TV. <laughs> um, it's what he wrote. I'm a long-time war gamer starting in the 60s, and he mentions that his brother and I created their own war games like Battle Monopoly, where you can buy bombs on free parking and use them to destroy your opponent's hotels. Oh, that's a great idea. And that is, yeah, isn't it? That's very clever. Yeah, very smart. And Randolph is a very um, creative guy here. He goes on to talk about You know, I, I, we, I did that too. We played uh, Battle Sorry. <laughs> we did. And that guy did would, that, a guy would, that uh, you know, well, I would, I would shoot your guy and then you'd say, oh, man, I, I'd say, ah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then I'd blow up your buildings. Ah, sorry. Sorry about that. Randolph goes on, after a long hiatus, I'm returning. Did I say that properly? Hi- Hi, I think it's hi- hiatus. hiatus. How are you? Hiatus. I'm returning to ASL, albeit slowly. I said, albeit? I'll buy it. I don't I'll have enough. It. You be it later. I don't have enough time to play. Maybe I can retire soon and commit more time. I rate your program a solid 9 neg 2. Note the rating. Range, your, your ratings online should follow the ASL theme. I, there you go. Right? I think that's you can rate true. Things true yeah. Ten neg three would be the best rating you could give uh, something. How come we only got a nine neg two? Ah, uh, that's probably <laughs> right, Jeff. Or maybe it's a little generous. <laughs> it might be. I would like to praise your bar segment. Yeah, we go to the bar often. <laughs> I don't know. Bar Browning automatic rifle. No box art review. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was close. At least I was in the same. Genre, yeah. See, he's very creative. I'll be it. I'll be it. When I was on hiatus, I was not in that genre. 
He says, I do like the music, but would prefer that we not play it during this segment as it's distracting. I agree. I would say I would have to say I agree. Are you sure? Little, little, yeah, I think it should fade out, and then because we want to hear your voice, Dave, and you have you well, really have good stuff to talk about. Well, maybe we'll try that today. <laughs> he also mentions Dave. If you, Dave, if you want your own counter, do what I do: scan an image, and I use a tool like Photoshop or GIMP, the GNU, GNU, the new equivalent. Which this whole is you should have left this letter out. There's too many challenging. Uh, Ooh, vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, GIMP. I have. I've used. You? I know what that is. I've used it a couple of and times. And he enlarges it to make the editing easier. Change the name. There you go. I think that's a great, a great idea for all our listeners to try at home. Yeah. Please stop with the French accents. <laughs> Please. Feel free to butcher anything else. Why does he say that? Well, why does he say that? I do not know why he says that. <laughs> oh. I believe our French accents are very good. I think so, too. <laughs> and the grammar Nazi in me cannot remain silent. The plural of die is dice. Why? Well, I know that. Do yeah, I know say, that, too. Maybe it just comes out wrong. Sometimes it, when you're doing you know, a live I think it's one of like those this. words. Yeah, I think it's one of those words that uh, gets mispronounced just when you're using it. Or not, I not know, mispronounced, mis- not, but misused. Misused, misused okay. when you're using it. And he says your introductory segments are great occasionally. <laughs> You could use some better writers, but you've had a few gems toward the end of improving the show. He offers suggestions. And he sent us, I think it's like nine, plus some more later on, uh, comedy bit opening concepts ideas. Wow. Of course, he missed that contest, but he did also send us songs. Creativity Randolph is amazing that he did get his song into the song contest, which we'll be drawing a winner later on today. So thank you, Randolph King, and we'll be... Maybe um, using some of your comedy bit ideas, because I think they're very good. I just have to convince Jeff to do them. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we'll try them. I look, actually, I looked at some of them, and they did look very good. And I think if we change them slightly, we could say that they're ours. Yes, yeah, if we could. Yeah. I have a letter here from Andy. Um, not sure what Andy's last name is. But he writes, uh, hi, guys. Stumbled across your podcast and enjoyed listening to your last podcast. Back in the day, circa 1986, I bought the rule book, Beyond Valor and Paratrooper. I never punched Beyond Valor, but I did play Paratrooper, and I liked the scenarios. Then I basically stopped playing war games uh, when I got out of the Army. Well, he probably played war games, different kind of war games in the Army. But recently I've been getting back into the hobby. Naturally, I dusted off my ASL stuff and also checked out the MMP website and bought Starter Kit 1. Overall, I'm a bit irritated at MMP for several reasons, and he goes through quite a rant here. Would you call that a rant? He he calls it a rant. It's a a good paragraph. What is his main point? You know, stuff isn't available, stuff is expensive, people buy it. And then hoard it and then sell it on eBay. Do <laughs> oh, we know oh, anybody that does that? Oh, I don't do that, do I? You know, there's a word for buying it, hoarding it, and then selling it at a high price on eBay. Do you know what the word is? Smart. Clenchment. <laughs> I've only really done that <laughs> a couple call, of times. I call I've it only done it a couple of times. You know, you don't get your name on a calendar, but uh, I mean, it's not <laughs> on a counter, but I'm putting your name in the dictionary. <laughs> That guy's a clenchman. He's doing a clenchman. Yeah, actually, I don't do that, Jeff. I've only done that with a couple of action packs, and all the other stuff that I've sold is was one copy stuff that I actually had from the uh, 90s. Whether so, or not you did it is immaterial. Go. The fact that I can accuse you of it is a lot more interesting <laughs> to me. Well, and your point always is just sell it to a friend for the cost. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Or give true. it to You a, got me on that. You or give it to that. somebody you love. But remember, the money I raise goes to buy gaming stuff to share with my friends. That's true. So it is for a good cause. At least you don't snort it or something like that. But he does make one point here. He says, why, why do they even um, sell the rule book, charge for the rule book? Oh, right. Why not That's just charge? And I, I do sort of understand that. Um, Other companies put it online for free. Yes. And uh, I wonder why Blizzard, who makes... And, and all these companies that uh, that sell um, MMO software for multi massive multiplayer online games mm-hmm. for the computer, they sell the software, but then they charge you fifteen dollars a month to play the game. Like the software is no good without buying the subscription. I think they should give away the software. I don't know why I should pay fifty dollars for World of Warcraft and then have to pay for a subscription. Correct. That's just me, though. Yeah. Could so he makes kind of a good point. Good marketing but idea. Anyway, Andy, we do appreciate you. Um, you can vent to us anytime. Yep. Our couch is always open. Feel free. So cut loose. I have one from Albert Hernandez, and he was just asking us for some advice on podcasting, and we thought we'd just shout out his podcast. We haven't heard it yet, Albert. I'll try and do that later. Um, Albert Hernandez at Fractaloon. He's the one, it's the one player podcast at fractaloon.podbean.com. So, shout out to him. I think that's a great idea to do a podcast all about games that you can play by yourself. Solitaire games, yeah, yes. Solitaire games. games where you can play with yourself. I like that. <laughs> Me too. Here's, here's one from Scott. Hi, guys. I just discovered your podcast the other day. Scott, I, I bet you marked that day in your calendar That was as being a, a really good day. Uh, I have to say it took me just a few minutes to be hooked by it. I've only had time to listen to episode one. Years ago, I played the hex map-based war games, but never ASL. I'd like to get back into it, but don't have time to sit face-to-face with someone to play. I was wondering if you know of any way to play ASL on the computer. Well, I think we wrote back to him regarding Vassal. Mm -hmm. But thank you for a great podcast. Love, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Sent from his iPad, which is important, even though we don't get money from Apple for mentioning that. But he thanks did. for writing, Scott. We hope you're uh, finding Vassal. And he didn't say love, Scott. No, he didn't. I added that. I'm just not feeling love today, I guess. And this letter in from Brandon Minton. I haven't had a chance to listen to the new episode yet, but I took a look at your YouTube channel. I saw first pictures of you guys after listening to about 20 shows or so, but found out I had the names and to the faces mixed up shortly after that. How about that? It's true. When you do that, it's hard to get it out of your head that yeah. the other guy is the other guy. Yeah. Seeing you on YouTube clip was creepy, like watching some strangely dubbed foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> I swear the voices were coming out of the wrong bodies. Keep the shows coming. They're always entertaining. Thank you, Brandon. You want to trade uh, voices? Yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah, That'd be kind of interesting. All right, um, I'll do your voice and you do my voice. Okay, ready? Okay, begin. All right, well, I'm going to read this next one. Don't I sound just like you? That's amazing. Yeah, watch. I'll continue. I sound pretty good, don't I? Hi, guys. I just wanted to say, yep, I know this is a tad late. Congratulations on hitting the big 50. Brilliant. I do have to admit your podcast is certainly one of the best out there, and not just in terms of covering ASL, but in terms of just talking about World War II gaming. I just don't think there's a great deal out there, and most certainly nothing as cool as the show you guys put out there. Did we send this guy any money? No, we did not. Well, you need to. So thanks for being there. I'm having a blast with my gaming right now, though I have to admit we've been rather short on ASL games of late. And I hope you guys are too. Best wishes, Alan from Edinburgh, Scotland. Thank you, Alan. 
And Alan also wrote to say that his friend John McClintock has a blog, Excellent Roll Dice and Kick Booty. It's another word for booty we can't say on the show. Blog at jmcl63.blogspot.com. Okay. And I think we tweeted that out. I think we did. We Here's a, we got a donation. Thank you for donation, donator. Generous donation. Was that an anonymous donation? That was an anonymous. No, we know who that was. But he likes to remain anonymous. I have one from Anonymous who posted on our show. We usually don't read the post out loud, but he asked, why is it strange that a little old Hispanic lady is reading a war story? What should she be reading? I, ref- I was talking about being on the exercise bike, and, oh, and yes. she was saw me reading some war thing, and she mentioned a war book she was reading, and it struck me as as odd. Yeah. And I guess he's got a good point. Yeah. I'm stereotyping people to imagine that a Hispanic old lady would not be reading a war story. So yeah. my apologies to Hispanic old ladies everywhere. <laughs> wow. That's going to... that I can feel the whole world just sort of breathing a sigh of relief. Ah. As your love All goes out over the is gone now from the world. Um, and we had a donation from Joe. Thank you, Joe. Email from Rob. Dear Half Squads, just wanted to let you know I really enjoy the show. The two of you are natural on-air personalities. If you guys weren't talking about something as obscure as ASL, you would be making big bucks. Do you think that's true? I don't know. We should find out. Yeah. What 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 else could we do that's not obscure? I don't know. I'm I'm very very. I'll just have you know. I'm I'm really really fascinated by guitar strings. <laughs> the guitar so, strings podcast. Yeah, that might be. I enjoy the uh, what's in the box and the rule quizzes as they're very informative and a good reminder. You know, and I think that's true. That's the purpose. I, I think some people, um, I think it's possible some people don't listen to the show, some ASL players, because they feel like they cannot glean anything new from listening to us. But besides the entertainment value, <laughs> of which we are chock full, um, it is good reminders, stuff you forget. It is. So and, and we've had several people say that, and it's nice to know. And what's amazing is I go back and listen to our shows, and then I'm reminding myself yeah. of things I still well, forget. I could definitely, <laughs> I could definitely benefit from that. Anyway, I just started listening to your show two weeks ago, and have been rapidly moving up the timeline to the present. But it appears I'm stuck in the past, as I can't open the 2009 podcast. Oh, I fixed oh, right. that. And by we, the it's way, it's fixed. Yeah, there was an issue with the the player that we were using which was downloading from another website and stopped working him. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I turned some cranks and flipped some switches and, and pulled we, some levers. We do need listeners to let us know when that stuff's happening, too. Yeah, good we? to know. Thank you for that heads up. Uh, I don't know where you guys get the time for all the stuff you do, but keep up the great work. And don't let, don't tell Jeff I started gaming in the 70s. <laughs> another one. I would like, I'm doing a call out right now. I'd like to, anybody that started gaming... Anybody that's over the age of 30 that started gaming in in the, the 2000s or later, I would like to meet you. So that's out there, especially if you're a tall, blonde woman. P.S. Please don't start a show all about NASCAR. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I have one from Nelson Asada again. Nelson, thanks again for chiming in. He says he had a privilege to meet one of Squad Leader and ASL's greats. Face-to-face, Mr. Jim Stoller. He was present at the creation of this game. He has three leader counters named after him. His most recent project, it's Turning the Tide, retrofitting ASL scenarios for ASL, 
and he's a gracious gentleman and would is would be willing to do a phone interview. So Jim, we we know that we've heard that. We know you're out there. We're going to we put you into our interview list and we're hoping to call you soon. So thank you very much and we hope to get that done soon. And if you just you know, if you send us your number and then just sit by the phone whenever we get around to it, we may just call you. <laughs> Randomly hoping yeah. that you're available like we do with Chaz. Yeah, like we do with Chaz. Because we, we can't really plan ahead. We don't really like to plan ahead. Spur of the moment, that's us. And here's Andy coming back at us. Thanks for another great episode. Um, I'm almost caught up in the back episode. Your show is a great asset to the hobby. I did a little research and I found out why MMP doesn't make the rulebook available online. It's because Hasbro, the lamest toy gay company, <laughs> game company, I didn't say that, <laughs> on the planet. Those are his words, not mine. We are not responsible for the content of the letters That's on the right. show. Yeah, the views expressed by the listeners are not necessarily those of the management. And reproducing this show breaks laws both in the United States, and you may be prosecuted in the United States, and by Interpol. And you could be uh, imprisoned, and $250,000 would go right into our pockets. So please um, do that. Yeah, do that. Uh, anyway, so they don't allow it. Avalon Hill. It's the Avalon Hill thing. But, oh, okay. but Andy Thanks. goes on to say he did find a face-to-face opponent, opponent who owns two copies of every ASL product created by man. So uh, we're very happy to hear that, Andy, because face-to-face is a great way to play. Vassal's great, too, um, but face-to-face is so much nicer. P.S. On one of the older episodes, it was mentioned that the miniature World War II rules, I guess this is Dave, you mentioned mm-hmm, this, right. um, doesn't have the defensive reaction fire. I yeah. came across a set of miniature rules called Force on Force from Osprey Publishing that has an interesting dice roll me- mechanic, or is it die roll? I need to be careful now. For reaction <laughs> fire using polyhedral dice. Based on troop quality, the rules are set in the modern era, but I'm sure they'd work just as well for World War II. Oh, there's an idea for you gamers out there. Yeah. I have one from Brent Pollock. Why we hate ASL is our topic from the roundtable. Yeah. Interesting. No real problems with the game engine itself. Just belly aching about certain physical aspects of play, storage, and rules editorializing. Yeah, that's kind of what we did. Um. He said, no concerns with the command and control communication aspects. No remarks about OBA mechanics. Nothing on special ammo depletion mechanics or rate of fire. Just fanboy stuff, which is still fun to listen to and not really a surprise. Well, he's got us there. Yeah. We were all pretty generous with the system. So I think he's saying that, yeah, command and control. Actually, it's been mentioned on this show earlier. And I think, too, now that he's talking about it, that fog of war, I think we've mentioned before, the fog of yeah. war is not really there. You have way too much knowledge about what's going on on the board. Yes. And we had mentioned, maybe it was the first round table, more concealment options or more hidden initial placement troops, so on. Yeah. Uh, OBA mechanics, I don't have a problem with them. Do you? I don't know what he um, means there. No, I don't really, I don't know what he means. He would have to be more specific than that. I yeah, think why the OBA, he hates OBA mechanics. Yeah, I think it's fine. seems to work yeah. well and seems to be realistic. And rate of fire, yeah, it can. But but I love that <laughs> when when I get it, of course. Yeah, I think he's saying it can just go on forever. And I've hit eight, ten, twelve rates of fire in a row. Yeah, and it so maybe it's not realistic, but um, fanboy stuff. Yeah, we're fans. I would say we're fans. I'm a fan, yeah, of the game. And being fans, we overlook some of those, right? Some of those things. Yes. And if you've played other board games, you might know 
have more to compare it to yeah. than I have. I've played right. miniatures, but not a lot of other board, board games for World War II. You know, and I have played some other board games, and uh, Mike was coming over, and we were playing um, something rather new. I'll have to look it up. I can't remember now what, it's, what, it, what it is, but something rather new that uh, he wanted to try. And it had all these interesting mechanics that you, that you did, but it, it wasn't fun. I mean, it was Mike, Mike's fun. But yeah, it wasn't ASL. It wasn't didn't maybe the excitement level when you get the vagaries yeah. of these extreme die rolls. It seemed like there was a lot more tinkering around with with keeping track of what phase you were in and how many points you had to spend to do certain things and Com- command control points. Yeah, kind of stuff thing. like that. It, 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 that I could see why people would like it for that reason. But from an action standpoint of actually shooting and hitting and and moving running and, and being frightened that you were going to get clobbered and crossing the it, road. Yeah, didn't have that. <laughs> and he continues uh winter boards count me out. Oh, that's too bad. I would yeah. really like to get a whole set of winter boards. Yeah. Well, but he does be... score a point for vassal on this so you can print out your color boards. Yeah. I mean your winter boards. Yeah. And speed of play drives me nuts. The deed to the property has not been bet on the game nor has your firstborn child. So just do something. <laughs> And I agree with you wholeheartedly there, Brent. Uh, we had an anonymous uh, posting on the website that um, is interesting because he starts off with, Hi, guys, great cast. Reasons why I hate ASL. And then he goes on ad nauseum. Oh, do you speak Latin? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think it means till you throw up. It until goes on until you throw up. Yeah. <laughs> ad nauseum. Um, I won't read all of this because you can see it on uh, on the comments for episode fifty five. Yes, okay. But um, he doesn't like thing. He doesn't like the extra- the abstraction. Uh, doesn't like the slow play. Doesn't like the the rule book because it's a library of legal references. It's a big deal breaker for him, and he thinks everything looks great, but it kills the game for him. Which I'm sorry to say, nevertheless. He listens to our podcast, and I think that's more important whether or not he likes it. So, <laughs> so. so thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> and this from Billy. No, this is from Dwin. It was left also on the show, so maybe we shouldn't read these. But he does point out that I um, can't remember who brought this topic up, but that there might be several scenarios for each day of the war. He went to the scenario archive and did a search on several days. As an example, June 6th, 131 scenarios. July 6, 1944, five scenarios. August 6, 1944, five scenarios. So I thought I'd share that and point out that that information is available to us as ASL players on the Scenario Archive. And then we have a message from Bob Mills. He put Robert, but I, I like to call him Bob. It's more friendly. Yeah. Uh, asking us if we had an ad for our podcast that he could play on his show because he has a podcast. And... Um, we haven't done that yet, but we did want to mention his podcast. Have you had a chance to listen to any of these? I have not. Yeah. I haven't either, but I'm going to. It's called U- uh, UK Gamers Podcast, and it is at ukgamer.libsyn.com. We'll put a, a link on the show notes. And he's got uh, 16 episodes uh, so far. In fact, he just posted an episode a couple of days ago about ASL. we got to listen to that. So thanks, everybody, for those letters. Holy cow, that was a lot of great letters, and we appreciate it as always. In the news. 
featuring Jeff Hallett. Hello. And David Kleinschmidt. And this is just in, Jeffrey. Who's doing the weather today? There's no weather report on oh, In the okay. News, Jeffrey. All right. <laughs> this just in. Yes. Go ahead. This just in. Action Pack 8 is now available for pre-order at the MMP website. Is it Action Pack 8? I don't remember. It is Action Pack 8. Is roads, it? roads through Rome. Roads through roads Rome. Roads through Rome. So thank you, Chaz, once again. With a retail price of $34 and a pre-order price of $25.50. So go directly to the MMP website and get yours pre-ordered. Now, we understand there is going to be an article in there on the use of half-tracks. Oh, right. Yeah, which should be interesting in light of the fact that we just did a show about half-tracks. That is correct. Chaz told us about that. Yeah. Actually, in an email. In an email, because we... We couldn't talk to him. Because I don't think he will talk to us <laughs> anymore. But And what do you have in the news, Jeffrey? I'm glad you asked that, Dave. Oh, LFT. Le Franc Terrier. Terrier. Yeah. Has a new product. Uh, you could check out the LFT website. We will put a link to the show, to that website, obviously. I'm just pulling up that website now because our helpers in the control room did not do it. Please stand by. Oh, that's right. They have a, um, a new product called uh, Kampf Group Sharer, the Shield of Cholm, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, this is a brand-new product. It looks like it's chock-full of goodies, and it covers the Battle of Cholm between the Germans and the Russians during that Eastern Front campaign that was going on. Looks like it's chock full of goodness. There is a rules booklet, historical background booklet, 15 scenarios, two campaign games, one large overlay, um, three player aids, small player aid sheets, maps with a winter look. Yes. Looking forward to seeing that. Who predicted this? And then uh, I think Dave Kleinschmidt did. You are correct. The winter boards will be here coming. So they have a summer look board and a winter look board. Yeah, so. The same board. Same board. In different seasons. Yes. That is cool. Now. Yes. If they had four seasons there in Cholm, they should have, they could have done all four boards. And then they could sing songs like, my girl. My girl. Was that the four seasons? No, that I, was don't the know. I don't think so. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> And I don't know why they'd be singing that, uh, but they give us a little um, uh, some of some counters that they've got, including some Russians in their winter garb. Yes, uh, and a, uh, gliders and gliders. And the opening sentence. This is no. the sentence. Oh. <laughs> the opening sentence. Gliders were having to land in the streets under heavy fire, and that's the sentence that led Andy. To Cholm, and after several days of research, years of research and development, the LFT crew is happy to present this module. So I guess he read that sentence somewhere and was like, I have to look into this battle. Gliders landing in the streets under heavy fire. Yeah. Sounds good. It sounds good. And there's one counter sheet with 130 counters. So get out your C4 corner cutter. Yes, sir. And uh, order this right away. By the way, the uh, LFT website has been revamped, and it's really nice. There's a nice group picture of all the guys there um but this product which i think it's out yes it's available now for 72 euros let me see what that translates to let's see when there's a weak dollar is that better for us or worse for us internationally 
I'm asking Google to convert 72 euros. Uh, right now, that's $98.20. Ooh, a little steep, but LFT always does a fine job and it's, with its products. It's, yeah, and it's hours and hours and hours and hours of fun. Yes. So, really, when you think about it, money well spent. And this Justin Jeffrey, uh, Battle Space Magazine, August-September issue, 2011, is now available to read and download on www.thebattlespace.com. I've got to get my issue. I haven't done that yet. Remind me. Remember to get your issue, Jeffrey. Thank you. And this Justin, wanted to pass on the results. Never mind. And this Justin, the results from the ASL tournament. Are you ready? I'm ready. First place, Wes Vaughn. Congratulations, Wes. Second place, Joe Stedman. Third place, Paul Works. Sometimes he works, sometimes he doesn't. Fourth place, Doug Kirk. Sounds like Kirk Douglas reverse. Yes, yeah. Doug and Kirk. fifth place, our very own friend, Bob, Bob Holmstrom. Holmstrom. That's a very uh, laudable and respectable place, Bob. We won't give you any ridicule about that. At all. Not at all. Finally, this from Bounding Fire Productions, a new module called Crucible of Steel. Yes, Crucible okay. of Steel. Crucible of Steel. This is Bounding Fire Productions number four. Crucible of Steel is another huge package that will thrust players into the battles of Kursk. This is a meat and potatoes ASL, so there's plenty of action in Crucible of Steel for everybody. Fun for the entire family. The size of this product is on the same scale as Blood and Jungle, which we know was gigantic. Fabulous. Which we reviewed right here on this very show. That's right. This has been under development for years, and all of the thir- and all 32 of the scenarios have been thoroughly playtested. Here's what you get in this battle pack. 32 action pack scenarios. Two new full sheets of counters depicting more units, weapons, vehicles, and planes. Four updated counter shit. Counter sheets Watch your for, language blood, there, for blood and jungle. And I guess some updated counter sheets for Operation Cobra as well. Three new double wide 16 by 22 geomorphic boards. These maps represent the tank country and villages of Kursk, which is really cool. I can't wait to see those. Mm-hmm, indeed. Three new 8 by 22 geomorphic map boards also printed on heavy cardstock. A huge magazine with articles on the project. Slopes, fortifications, and dug-in tanks. Very interesting. Uh, And rules pages describing new terrain counters, vehicle listing notes, and special units. Sounds like another whopping project from our friends at Bounding Fire. Yes, the final retail price will be $125, but I believe there is a a pre-order right now for $105. Shipping and handling is included, unless you live somewhere really obscure. Oh, and he says it says here there are no hidden charges. Excellent. That's good to know. <laughs> good to know. But that's really cool. That's great. If oh. anyone cares to send us any of those games for review on this show, we'll be happy to take them. We would happy to be happy to review them. And if you would like the games back after we're done reviewing them, just include a self-addressed stamped envelope. We will put everything back in there. We promise we won't drool on it, and we will send it back to you. That's it for the news. That's it for the news. Tune next time for more news.
This is Pierce Ostrander, again, from Maryland. Uh, just listened to episode 51 and 52, uh, and I am all caught up. Thanks so much for doing this. Still really enjoying the show. Hey, I had a suggestion for you. It comes out as something you sort of did in episode 52. Uh, when Dave was talking through the uh, journal number nine, he did talk a little bit about some of the articles in there on strategy. And I know that that's, uh, you know, you guys do talk about, uh, you know, tactics and strategy and how to play the game well on occasion on your show. Um, but I think it might be a good idea for a new uh, segment to go back through all that has been written. I mean, look at all the annuals and the journals and the articles of the past, and you know, maybe focus on a journal article uh, that talks about how to play well in one particular area um, and uh, review that on the air. Uh, part of this is uh, self-serving. Uh, I have a lot of these uh, journals and annuals, but I seldom find time to read them. So it's so much easier for me to listen, and you guys are uh, certainly easy to listen to. So uh, just a suggestion, and... Uh, I hope you take it, because I know I would really enjoy that, and I think maybe some of your other listeners would, too. All right, guys. Well, hey, keep up the good work, and thanks for continuing. Hey, roll low and rally well. Bye. Thank you, Pierce, for that idea, which we did with Rich, Rich Spilke. Yeah. Take an article on how to take out a panther. So mm-hmm. we will continue to do those for you. Thanks for the great idea. And thanks for calling in and using our um, our voicemail. And please, listeners, will you call us, please? Yeah, please. We like more of those. Get your voice out there. Yeah. Get your voice played out on the ASL radio airwaves. Anything you want to do, you could call us and just tell us what you're playing or what you're what you'd like to play or what you're looking forward to from MMP or what you wish. Any anything could be anything regarding advanced squad leader. But please, limit it to advanced squad leader. Well, soon we're going to announce another contest, but our last contest was the Song Lyrics Contest, Jeff. Yes, and that ended on uh, the last day of August, and we had some very good results from that. A lot yes. of people, we had 14 entries, yes, 14 entries, which we thought was pretty good. Some amazing lyrics, yeah. many of which have already been made songs, yes. like this song. Sherman's and shirts him on panthers, then growing chromos and AA on panthers. Moving the chaos that sniper checks bring. These are a few of those ASL things. Chapters and chapters of tables and rules. Ultimate war game goes way beyond cool. Just like those fires with bombs under wings. And seeming sea one goes as as Prostrates and quick dashes When playing night rules Remember gun flashes Winter offenses That last throughout spring These are a few Of those ASFBs When my squad breaks When my love stinks When I'm rolling bad I simply remember Those ASFBs And 
Thanks to the two half squad singers for that little ditty. That was very good. They just keep getting better and better. They do. We should uh, start a the two half squad symphony orchestra. Oh, that would be the next step, wouldn't it? Yes. But now that that contest is over, I think it's time to draw a winner from this list of uh, fourteen. So here we go. And Troy Nordine for ASL After Midnight is nominated. Uh, and Troy made a second. Entry, OBA in the Sky with Diamonds. Jeff, you're going to make that one into a song, aren't you? Yes, I am. Daniel Wallen, nominated for Just Playing ASL. Dennis Donovan for Heat of the Battle. Dennis Donovan for Favorite ASL Things. Dennis Donovan for Russian Berserkers. Dennis Donovan. Boy, he's creative, isn't he? Yes, he is. Don't Run Through the Jungle. Dennis Donovan for Fields of Fire. Dennis Donovan for Bungle in the ASL Jungle. P. Happy for Birthday. Oh, wait. <laughs> P. P, you didn't send us your full name. Yes. We just have P. P. For Happy, for happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Randolph King, the Lumberjack Song. Stephen Hicks for Hooli Dice. Dennis Donovan, Hello Rally. And Dennis Donovan for Ring of Fire. Um, several of these will still be made into songs and, yes. and played on the show. And now we're going to roll a 20-sided dice. Hold on. For these entrants in that order. So number one was Troy. Two was Troy. Three was Daniel. Four through nine was Dennis. Thirteen and fourteen are Dennis. Number ten is Mr. P. And eleven is Randolph. Twelve is Steven. And Jeff has the dice roll. Here we go. This is official. Number one. Number one. Troy, Troy Nordine. Nordine. You are the lucky winner for OBA in the Sky with Diamonds. How about that? And you may pick from Rally Point Volume 5. We've got two great prizes here. Or, or three. Four. Oh, or four. you may pick Ghost Soldiers, the forgotten epic story of World War II's most dramatic mission, reviewed by Dave on the podcast. Or you could pick from Schwerpunk Volume 16. Or, which is a chock full of goodies or finally from countersmith workshop the first of set of asl turret counters to put on your vehicles so all of these are great fine products Wonderful so prizes. troy you would email us your selection and our second winner the drum roll that's oh, so lifelike number six is Dennis, Dennis Donovan, Donovan for Russian, Russian Berserkers. Berserkers. Oh, good one. Congratulations, Dennis. You may email us your first and second choices, because if Troy takes your first choice, you will get your second choice. That's right. And email those to us, and we'll, with your addresses, we'll mail those right out to you. How about that? Thanks, everybody, for participating in the contest. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the contest winners and for your enthusiastic response. So we've got another contest coming up. Soon, so Soon. stay uh, listening. Right, 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 right. Everything all right? Right. Right. Oh, right. Great. Got that? What's that? Easy now. Gun range okay. Gun range okay. Gun range okay. Gun range okay. Gun range okay.
his style that no one else could play And he was the top man at his craft But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft He's in the army now, a-blowing reveille He's the boogie-woogie bugle boy of company Hip hooray, we're living in the USA Come on, you Yanks all holler thanks Hip, hip hooray Welcome back, everybody, and now it's time for another episode of Quiz Show. All right, now let's get into some meat and potatoes of the ASL world. Ah, the rules. Meat and potatoes. I have done setup, Jeffrey. Oh. And I have this in a little bit of a quiz show format. Oh, I'm going to learn something today. I'm so excited. Set up. What about it? Half hexes rule 2.3. Are half hexes playable? Yes. No. Yes. No. Wait. That's correct. Sometimes? Yes. Can your unit set up on a half hex? Mm, yes. Unless. So you have two boards butted up together. Yeah. You're setting up on one board. Right. Can you use those half hexes that butt up to the other board you're not allowed to set up on? Yes. No. <laughs> I see you shaking no, you your cannot. head. No, you cannot. But I'm going to be defiant today. <laughs> you are defiant today. Okay, so you can't set up on half hexes. You can set up on all half hexes, and they're all playable during the game, unless you're not allowed to set up on the other board that the half hexes are also connected to. So oh, I see. If you can't okay. set up on half of the hex because it's on the wrong setup board, I then see. you may not use the half hex on your side of oh, the okay. setup board. Oh, okay. Boy, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Yeah, it happened to me a lot, actually. Um, the same principles apply for occupation of those said hexes for victory conditions. So, okay. So if you have to control hexes on board 41, then the same rule applies. Okay. And occasionally, when you put two boards together, you might find an open ground half hex is butted up against a non-open ground half hex. Now that I have seen, and I don't know how to play that. Which terrain type would you use? I would say the the ter- the cover terrain. You are correct. The yeah. non-open the ground. The non-open ground. Okay. Good to know. Yep. And rule 2.5, entry when you're setting up um, and you're entering the game. If your forces arrive on turn two, can they enter on turn three instead of turn two? Oh, well, yes. No. That's what I meant. Unless it says, sometimes you'll find a game where it says um, enter on turn two or after. Or after, okay. So it would have to specify that. Okay. Can they enter in turn two, the same units that they're to arrive on turn two, do they have to come in in the movement phase or can they come in on the advance phase also in turn two? That's a lot of good questions. Mm-hmm. And something I forget to do. Movement. They have to come in on movement. No, they can also come in on... You're, you're deliberately trying to throw this one. They can use the advance phase. And it's, again, like I said, I forget to do that. I do better after a couple of beers, but I know it's only 1230. Yes, too early for one. <laughs> I'm drinking a tea, unsweetened tea. With a little coffee. raspberry flavoring yes, from oh, Starbucks in delightful. it. Delightful. If the entry hex is blocked, so you're supposed to come in on hex, let's say Y1 or something, and it's blocked, unenterable, due to enemy units being in it, or rubble or a blaze in it, what do you do then? You enter on the closest adjacent hex, which is not, that that it is legal to enter on. 
That is correct, except you actually would enter within four hexes oh. of that scheduled entry point, and it would be one turn later. Wow. So it assumes you're moving off board, I guess. Yeah. So you would have to postpone it a turn. I've never encountered that where my entry hex is blocked, but I guess it's possible why they wouldn't have put it in the rules, huh? Well, so how – oh, yeah, I guess I could see how that would – let's say let's say it's uh, my turn. Mm-hmm. Entering on hex Y1, which is blocked. Why, why would two. I set up there? Because you have to because it's – Because the, because the SSRs was, or because the setup rules would say you have to enter on this hex. Yes, so you would have to set up again, opposing it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And then it's blocked. So if I knew by the rules that you had to enter on a certain hex, and I happen to, ha- or, or and you happen to have a vehicle or something happened there uh, that blocked that hex, you would have to come in on a, the following turn within four hexes. Yeah, I suppose if I entered on that hex on turn one, and that group, my tank got shot, and that hex happens to be grain, and then the blaze spread to the grain by turn five when I'm supposed to enter my other guys on that hex. Now, yes. There's what if you were, how about this, and I, I don't mean to belabor this, but I mm-hmm. like to. Um, it's your turn. The first thing you're deciding to, to enter is an AFV. You roll it onto the, to that first hex, mm-hmm. and I blow the heck out of it, mm-hmm. and it, there's a blaze. And so you're following, the infantry following up on that that you were planning to bring on can now not enter that hex. The blaze would not block them. It would only be a burning vehicle at this point. Ah. And it can't spread to a road or open ground. It okay. can only spread into grain, as I mentioned in my other example. Yeah. And that would take a couple of turns to do. So that probably would not happen. Now, if you rubbled, but rubble wouldn't block if it. If I rubbled. It wouldn't yeah, block it. You can enter rubble. Well. Oh, maybe vehicles. This is one of those um, instances, I think, where you have to rely on the DM. The yeah. Dun- the dungeon the, master to, to just make, make the a call. call. Yeah. Keep now, the game rolling. And also, that... <laughs> Enter one turn later, four hexes away, yeah. is continuous. So if it happens to be blocked, all the hexes, the fire spreads all down the row of grain, yeah. then you'd enter turn four and then four, four more hexes away, eight hexes away, wow. or turn five, 12 hexes away, and so on. Well, I wonder if any of that has ever happened. I don't think so. <laughs> but you also cannot cross a river or canal that way. So if you're moving along the edge in, in the, you know waiting to enter, you can't cross a river. You like yeah. To, you're just stuck. Yeah. Okay. Now, rule 2.51, offboard setup. Mm-hmm. You must set up in the rally phase on a randomly chosen board, which I never placed the board, actually. We just kind of guesstimate where we're at. We do, I, yeah. I think I should. we should start using a board. Yeah. Uh, on a randomly chosen board, you place it next to the entrance edge. So, can, quiz show, can he set up on these offboard half hexes? This imaginary board. Half hexes. Can you use those half hexes? Yes. I mean, no. No, because that's not one of those boards you're not allowed to set up on. It would be the real board. So you're entering from off board. Okay. You could use the half hexes on the edges, yes. Not the one butted up against. So bad question. So, well, this is interesting. A randomly selected board. So you can't just pick a board that has... Couldn't you just pick like a desert board? That hey, just has open hexes. Yeah, you I mean, could. does it matter if it's a randomly selected board because that might hinder you from setting up the way you would want to? 
I think you treat oh, it's coming up here next. You treat okay. all those as open ground. You do. Okay. So you may as well use a desert so board. So it doesn't matter. A randomly selected board, but really just any board. And whatever's on there is open access. Yes, okay. I believe that's coming up here. Okay. Does line of sight exist between <laughs> units on the playable boards and those on the off-board setup to come enter? No. No. There's no line of sight there, so therefore you cannot fire at anyone yeah. that way. Can off-board And that's units, a good thing, too, because it's possible that, be... that I could lose a game before, <laughs> before I ever entered <laughs> that yeah. would be yeah can off board units move normally off board or do they have to move straight on and enter right away can they move normally off board um yes yes they can so i think if i decide after all that i want to enter farther down a couple hexes over a couple hexes away i can do that correct now there is a requirement to that that is provided that they don't have to enter a specific hex like yes. y1 right all terrain off board is considered open ground, as we said, except non open ground half mm -hmm. hexes. Now, hex rows Y, Q, and I are road hexes on this off, um, imaginary board. This, okay. Because that just makes the roads continue, right? The roads right. always come on Q, yeah. so the road would continue. And if butted widthwise, instead of lengthwise, all off-board hexes with a coordinate of five are the road hexes because I'm thinking that's where the roads appear. Okay. Only. All right. Now, rule 2.52, what is the only action an off-board unit may take that's waiting to enter the game? The only action would be, um, oh, I know, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Oh my god! Cut this out. Can this you book. describe the action to me? Yeah, that would be deploying. You are correct. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You um, so then may an off not for me. It's not tough. <laughs> not for me. May an off-board support weapon start dismantled? Yes. Correct. Does an off-board armor-finding vehicle start open-topped or buttoned up? Ooh, I think buttoned up. Trick question. Either. Okay. Oh, I hate trick questions. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> May an off-board armor-fighting vehicle set up in motion? Yes. Yes. In fact, it they is are. assumed. Yeah, they yeah. are assumed wow, to be in you, motion. Yeah. Did you reread this before today's question? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But that's nice. And you don't have to worry about uh, you know, putting the breakdown. counter on it. Yes. Too. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Do onboard units have these same options? Onboard units. To have set up open topped or buttoned up. Yes. To set up in motion. I don't think so. No. And yeah. I've never seen anyone do it. Yeah. So I assume it's in the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so it is correct, except the set up in motion. They can't do that one. Rule 2.6 now. It doesn't have to do with setup, I guess, but it's in this little section of the rules that we normally wouldn't get to this section because it's not a big theme. Mm -hmm. But exiting. Mm -hmm. May a unit exit the map in the advance phase? Yes. Yes, they may. So when you're trying to exit, don't forget, you've got to just get to that hex next to the board edge and then advance right off, and that counts for your victory conditions. Right. Last turn. Yes. An exciting game. Skin of your teeth. Treat the exit hex as a mirror image of the one exited. 
So I was thinking of actually getting a little mirror and setting it next to the board. And then <laughs> you can look idea. at it and see it really clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet, but I if thought... If you don't have it. much of an imagination, I suppose that would be necessary. <laughs> so in this case, yeah, it's not an imaginary off-board open ground hexes with just roads. It is the terrain mirror image of the board you're on. Okay. So... Can you use bypass to exit? Yes. Yes, you may. And if you have an additional movement point, an excess of that needed for the bypass. So you bypass it, but you still need that extra movement point to expend in the next hex. Because it's like a half hex bypassing. Right. You're still on board, so you need the one to get off. Yeah. And except for... Hmm. Wait. Nope. Wrong question. This one. May you exit during a route phase? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't think so. No, you I, may I not. I think you are not allowed. I remember reading that in route. You are not allowed to route off board. Correct, ever. Yeah. Units which leave the map board may not return, yeah. except for certain kinds of units. And these are in the special rules. People don't play them a lot. Oh, that leave the map board. Well, uh, gliders. Correct. Okay. Um, hot air balloons. Hot air balloons is also correct. Boomerangs. Boomerangs can are allowed to leave and come back. Yep. And um, ex-wives, I think. They keep coming back. <laughs> I don't know. Paratroopers. Oh, paratroopers. Yeah. Really? So they're on the leave? right track. But yeah, they have to be they, in a glider? They might land off-board parachuting down. They can drift oh, off-board. Oh, I did. And then there's rules to get them back. Yeah, I have never played paratroopers. That would be a good show, too. I have done paras. Show. I love paras. A lot of people just hate it, but I love it. And, yes, we'll play a para game also and yeah, do a show on that. that would be a great show. Now, getting near the end of my part of quiz show segment today on setup 2.9, it looks like I wrote, limits, limitations, I think it said in the rule book. May a unit set up overstacked? No. May it set up in a hex it could not enter during play? No. Can it set up in crest status? You know, that's halfway up out of a entrenchment. Or... I, I, uh, I'm going to say no. But it is yes. You may oh, set it is up yes. okay. in a crest status. All right. May it set up in an open ground hex. Yes. In a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> no. I was wondering if that crest was going to come back to bite it's, us. It's actually, it's actually not, it's not. Maybe that's what I was thinking subconsciously. <laughs> I don't I'm know thinking. why I chose that. Yeah. Oh, you mean you know, that, that, was a, that was No, a, I didn't oh, intend wow. it. I have no idea why I chose toothpaste, except I once tried to put my counters in a tube of toothpaste, and they all got soggy. So I'm not recommending that to anyone, ever. You'll just ruin your counters. What a strange person. Yes, and do you know how many times I had to use the counter cutter to cut those things down to fit in that <laughs> tube? I had to keep counter cutting the corners down way, way, way down. <laughs> something <sighs> wrong with you. No, it's a... So, can you inspect a stack prior to play? Your opponent's stack. You can uh, inspect your own stack anytime you like. No. No, you may not. Can units set up deployed? Yes. And what's the percentage? Uh, 10%. That's correct. Do they need to pass a task Fractions check? Fractions rounded down. Fractions rounded down. Yeah. Do they need to pass a task check to deploy? No. No. Now, interesting. Read this. Rule 2.52, do you have the rule book there? Yes. Section A, mm-hmm. rule 2.52, yes. line 2. Okay. 2.52, 
Line two. Off-board actions? Yes. Read that line. He's moving it into the better light with his aging eyes. At, yes. He's getting his glasses. <laughs> Tattletale. 2.52. Line two. Line two. However. The one that starts however. Something like that. I don't know. Now Turn off that echo, will you? Is it echoing? Yes. Oh, I was reading from the rule book, so I added the echo. However, support weapons ordinance may start dismantled, limbered, crew exposed or buttoned up. Vehicles may start loaded up to their normal capacity and are assumed to be in motion. Are you looking? Is that no, what you're looking for? No, that's not it. Let, let me have that rule book. <laughs> Put that page out for me, sir. Now he's handing me the page. Dead air time. 2.52. Line 2. No, 2.52, line 2. Exception, an off-board squad capable of deployment may attempt to deploy in its rally phase if stacked with a leader. See setup limitations 2.9. Okay, now that's saying an off-board squad capable of deployment may attempt to deploy in its rally phase if stacked with a leader. That's indicating you're going to have to pass the task check, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, no. I think what I, I think what happens oh. is you can deploy ten percent fractions routed oh. down, but then in the rally phase, if you want to deploy further, they will have to be with a leader. Maybe and pass that's that. it. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to deploy more than ten percent, you have to do that. And, so and then I think that's their only action for that. Yeah. Then read for that. rule two point five two. No, two point nine. Two point nine. Setup limitations. Line eight to ten. <laughs> Here are you reading. <laughs> this is not going to do. This that is how again. they do errata when they do those errata pages, man. You yeah. got to hunt through the paragraph and the line. Yeah. Two point nine. Line eight to ten. Up to ten percent fractions rounded up of the squads that set up on board, and up to ten percent fractions rounded up. Oh, up. of the squads that oh, okay. enter in a given turn. Yeah, that's right. Up may be freely yeah. deployed. Yeah, without leaders prior to setup. Okay, so they're not contradictory because you clarified that for me. That it's an addition. Yeah, when you want to do the deployment. All right, thank which, you. For which clarifying I forgot. That. I, I don't. Oh, that it was up or down. Yeah. Um, no, I oh, forgot that you, that you could do that additional during rally phase. Oh, right. I, I never. I, never think of it. I, I didn't think of that. That you could do that on the first rally phase of your of the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you're off board, right? Yeah. So, okay, then last thing for me, rule two point eight, locations. Just a little side note. It's mm-hmm. in that section. I'm not quite sure why. Well, it clarifies what a location is. Sewers, tunnels, caves are locations below you. Mm-hmm. On ground level, building levels obviously are above you, and bridges and pillboxes are separate locations on the same level. Those are the only things that are separate locations. Okay. So you they have their own train effect modifier, stacking limits, yeah. etc. Entrenchments and vehicles are in the same location. They like okay. So if I'm within an entrenchment, I get a plus two. I'm in the same location, though, as the open ground hex, so I'm affected by fire into that location. It's just it's a clarification that I guess I always played correctly but never really thought about yeah. that this pillbox is a separate location, but this oh. foxhole is not. Right. Even though it has its own stacking limits also. Yeah. So they're in the same location. They're just a little different. They have their own terrain effect modifier and movement costs, 
but they're considered the same location. Yeah, okay. Whereas a pillbox and bridge would not be even if they're on the same level. Right. There you go. Okay. Very and good. what do you have for us Very today, good. Jeff? Well, speaking of um, stacking, I thought I'd talk a little about stacking because we haven't really talked about that, stacking limits. Mm-hmm. And before I start that, I just want a little refresher for what the different counters mean. So a squad, by the way, is, according to the rules, between 7 to 15 men, represents 7 to 15 men. And that would depend upon nationality and... Time period. Yeah, time period. So that can vary a little bit. It's, a, it's just an abstraction. A half squad is approximately five men. And a crew is also approximately five men. Now, uh, how many single-man counters does it take to make a half squad? Oh. To equal a half squad for the purposes of what we're talking about, which is going to be stacking limits. Four. Uh, no. Dang. Five? Five. Yes. Five single-man counters equal a half squad. If you have four single-man counters, it doesn't equal anything as far Correct. as stacking limitations are okay. concerned. How many half squads or a crew would equal a squad? Two. Very good. How many, uh, how many, I don't want to give this away, but I'm gonna. You could teach it. Okay. So uh, a crew or a half squad manning a gun for stacking limitations is considered as as a squad. Oh, as a squad. As a full squad. squad, Right. Right. So. Because they're like two halves, I guess. Right. And, uh, just as I mentioned before, four single man counters or less. Equals zero yes. as far for stacking limitations. So the usual uh, stacking limitation is three squads in a hex. And one vehicle? And one vehicle. That is correct. So a normal stacking limitation is three squads and up to four single-man counters. So, yes, I could have two half squads, two squads, that's three, yep. and up to these four leaders. That's right. Yeah, Or heroes. You're right. Um, without penalty. And you may overstack. So there are stacking limitations. You may overstack, just not during setup or when you're off board. But there will be penalties and things you have to pay, which I'll talk about in a minute. You may move into an overstack, a hex that has, a location rather, that has an overstack in it. And you may cause that overstack. So if there's three squads in there and you move another squad in there, you do have to take a penalty of one movement factor. Correct. One, ex- for, one additional movement factor to move in there. Is that for each one you're For each one you're overstacked. So if I have five, I move a sixth in there, I'm over by three. Right. It costs me four movement points. That's right. Um, same for vehicles. If there is a vehicle, then they have to add one movement point for moving in with another vehicle. However, squads can move into vehicles that are overstacked without any penalty. Okay, right. And right. vehicles... Now... Overstacking penalties can cause minimum move. And do you remember what minimum move is? This is kind of an... I don't know why this is obscure, but yeah, it is kind of obscure. Yeah, we use it a lot. I, no, no, not that one a lot. Minimum move, You can if, a, if it costs you six movement points to go in and a squad only gets... Okay, so if it costs seven movement points to enter and a squad only gets a movement of four or six if they double time. They can't get into a place that requires a seven movement point expenditure to get into. So minimum move, they can go into it, and it may, there's penalties. It makes them CX. Is that correct, counter-exhausted? That's right. Okay, and they, well, I'm going to guess, may not advance, or is that not in there? Uh, no. Okay, 
so they can't advance, we think. But they also become pinned. Okay, pinned, so they cannot advance. That's right. what I meant. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, okay right. Yeah. And okay. The, okay, pinning would also have their fire, right? Right. Okay, good. Ooh, I pulled that out. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm so even if, uh, let's say, a squad, um, let's say it's a Russian squad with a uh, heavy machine gun trying to move up a hill into a, into a woods hex. Uh, they don't have enough movement points. to be four movement points to do that. Correct. But they could minimum move up into there. They just then become CX right. and pinned. Also, overstacking can... Well, and so for purposes of overstacking, if they're trying to move into a hex like you mentioned before... Or where there's way overstacked. Where it's way overstacked, they can do it, but they minimum could become... Move. It would be minimum move, and they'd become pinned in CX. It can also cause... Overstacking can also cause advanced uh, versus... Difficult terrain. Okay. And advanced versus difficult terrain. So, yeah. So, advanced versus difficult terrain would be where, when you're during the advanced phase, if you want to move into a hex that takes all your movement factors or is greater than or equal to four, you can still move into that in the advanced phase, but you become CX. Correct. And, yeah, I used to play that wrong. We used to play it like, so if you go up a hill with woods, that's four movement points. Right. To, we used to play it where, okay, we would just advance up that hill, no problem, because right. it was within our move. Yeah. But the rule is if it's the four. Right. So that if means you would be double cx if you went up a hill with woods, and that happens a lot in the game, so yeah. watch for that. Yeah. Which sort of reminds me of the assault move, and I used to just play that, Assault move was was anything. Oh, correct. You know? As long as it's one hex, even as long if it's, it's like one six hex, movement can factors. It, but yeah, yeah, can't do that. Right. You if have to have one left. Correct. Le- be... Less than your normal move. Right. Right. Correct. So stacking limits, uh, you know, as far as movement can be kind of tricky, but there's just those few things to remember. There's some combat penalties also. Uh, when you're attacking, you have to add plus, plus one, one tier. One right. For each overstacked squad. That's right. Uh, for fire and also for oh close combat that's right and also on the two hit die roll for a artillery piece right okay okay right uh, which I guess kind of makes sense yeah I can't remember the last time I overstacked artillery pieces yeah but I... uh, fractions rounded up on that by the way and also somebody firing into your hex that is overstacked during movement phase what would they get what kind of bonus would they get as they're firing in. Neg one per yeah. squad overstacked. That's right. And same with close combat and, again, on the two-hit table. Okay. Yeah. So um, vehicles are considered overstacked if there is more than one per location, not including wrecks. Okay, wrecks, not wrecks do wrecks. not count toward overstacking. Passengers, riders, and crews in transport vehicles, or if they're riding, do those count toward stacking limits? The vehicles, crews, the per- no, the people riding in the vehicles or on the vehicles. Correct. You still could have three squads, right, in a hex, and the vehicle with more squads in it. That's right. right. As okay. long as they stay on the vehicle. Correct. They okay. cannot uh, once get they off dismount. The yeah, then they're considered overstacked. Vehicles do not affect personnel stacking, and vice versa. Personnel okay. do not affect um, vehicle vehicles. stacking. And. Um, Pillbox, and you, you mentioned this a little bit, and pillbox and entrenchments, you may never be overstacked. Those are sort of special cases. There's only so much room to fit in there. That's right. Pillbox. And uh, sewers and tunnels may never contain 
more than three squats so overstacking and four single-man counters. Right. So keep those things in mind as you're as you're moving. Now, if you're playing me, feel free to stack as much as you want and gleefully. And you did this once recently. <laughs> did I? I like that because you thought you thought it was you thought you had free reign to run a large stack across uh, a street. Oh, and I had a correct. Hidden, I had a hidden gun. I can't remember. Was it a hidden gun? There? Yeah, yeah, in the bocage down the road. Oh, yeah, there. in the bocage. Yeah. That was fun. That is fun. So occasionally when your opponent does that, take full advantage of it. Do not give them a chance to restack. Yes. And Just remember, open fire. The Holmstrom rule. enjoy. Don't st- stack as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Make your opponent take separate shots at each hex. Yeah. So. That's right. All so right. there we go. Little rules. Thanks for that refresher, Jeff. And it's time to sign off. I think it is. We've had a very nice time today. We hope you enjoyed this one. Don't we, Dave? Yes. Viva la France! And Dave, I'd I'd like to kiss you too. Farewell, everybody. (laughs) Hope you had a great time. Thanks, everybody. Remember to join us next time for another exciting episode. And in the meantime, roll low and rally well. But But not not when when you're playing playing us. Bye bye. Bye. Mazel tov. Mazel tov cocktail. Which is Morgan David Rose and uh, Gasly. Ew. Yeah. Hey, we didn't get the box art review today. Oh, darn. Well, do you think, can we save it till next time? Will the boxes still be here? Sure. You don't have plans for them. You're not going to shred them or anything, are you? No. Like I did. I learned my lesson well.